Hey everyone, welcome to the Indie Basketball Podcast. Today's episode, I'm joined by Tom McGreevy of Ducks Limited. They have a brand new album out today, actually, called Harm's Way. Make sure you guys check it out. But we had a good time talking about Raptors and Wizards and, and the Rockets and, and all of the above. And it was a great listen, so hope you guys enjoy. How's it going? Good. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. All right. Awesome. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you so much for joining. D- thank you for having me. I I literally told Amanda uh, at the start of this campaign that I wanted to do this. <laughs> so I'm glad that she managed to put it together. I'm, I uh, it. I'm a fan. Yeah. Fan of the fan of the pod, fan of the, uh, the Instagram channel. Um, awesome. Yes. I'm uh, yeah. So thanks again for having me, having me on. Absolutely. Honestly, it feels like so good that I'm finally getting to a point where like this this is like the press tour for the hoof heads to come on and talk <laughs> basketball. No, for sure. I feel like uh like yeah, like like it I it's I I, I like more and more I'm seeing like people who are like pals and stuff on here too. So um Hell yeah. yeah, it's uh it's a sick thing. I like it. Awesome. Well yeah, thank you again for joining. This is this is great. Um uh, yeah, and I am definitely a Ducks Limited fan. I, I really like the last album you guys put out, and uh, I'm very excited for this new one. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah glad glad to hear you're digging it. And actually, this I by the time this drops, I believe the record will be out. Uh, yeah, so friends, probably there. Not that February fifth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, February 9th, Yeah, it's 9th. February fifth today. Today is February fifth. Yeah, yeah, it's out on the 9th, So like, yeah, like a few more days. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be great. But uh, to kick things off, the first uh, t- little tip-off question I like to do is I like to ask people what they've been listening to lately. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to. I, I like. I'm. I'm trying to think. I don't want to. I don't want to like <laughs> uh, let anything go. Um, yeah. I actually like right before we got on this call, I was listening to a thing. So Evan, my bandmate. Uh, was just in Australia for like most of the last month, mm-hmm. um, and he sent me like his big discovery uh, from uh, this particular trip uh, home, which was this band called uh, uh, RMFC, okay. uh, and they've record called like Club Hits. It's like kind of this like uh, like egg punk thing, but like they've got a twelve string, so it's got like a little bit of like a a jangly quality to it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I was really digging that this afternoon. That's like not one that I'm like can say I'm particularly versed in, uh, mm-hmm. but one that I was really enjoying. And, and uh, 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 yeah, the, the, the name stands for Rock Music Fan Club, which is also <laughs> very <laughs> you know on on par. Yeah, it's like you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I was listening to like the the new Dead a bit uh, this mm-hmm. last week. I was really into that. Cool. Um, been really into this band golden apples who we played with a little while ago um from philly mm-hmm. uh bori uh if you know them it's a it's like um i had a record called uh, who's a good boy out at the end of last year that was produced by mo troper um cool. yeah it's super good um what else i don't know 
I feel like most of the cattle, like most of the recent Trouble in Mind catalog. Yeah. <laughs> listen to a lot of that. <laughs> cool. Got really into this band Motorcycle Boy the other day, which was okay. like uh, one of the people from the Shop Assistants band, like after the Shop Assistants broke up. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love hearing, you know, it never fails to to discover new bands and stuff every time I ask this. So it's awesome that, to hear any new bands and anyone listening who can discover something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, uh, you have your new album coming out. Um, and I guess, you know, the last one, Modern Fiction, that came out in 2021. Between then and now, how do you feel like this, the sound has evolved or changed at all? Yeah, I mean, I think like, um, I I think there, yeah, there's sort of a few elements of that, like the, but like the big one I think is that like, which we've talked about a bit before is that like we toured, we like on the last record, we played a bunch of shows, which we had never really done before. Like, I think we went from like maybe having played a total of like five shows ever mm-hmm. or maybe 10 at the most to having played like, you know, like a hundred in a year, basically. Right. Um, and I think the thing about that that was interesting was like sort of like we learned more about how our songs work which in a way that we wouldn't normally because we normally like have a process where basically like once we've recorded them, we just like never played them again. And so yeah. it's like, like it wasn't like we, 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 we're not a band that like jams or whatever. And it's like not really the way our stuff works. So it was kind of like having this thing where we lived in them for a year uh, and like we're playing so much and, and like, like it just, I think like, on a kind of like bone deep level we came to understand like what it is that we're doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so uh when we yeah we went to make this record i think it was it was like there was sort of a less um less like like thought about sort of like the base layer of how things work because i think like we just sort of trusted our instincts more and sort of knew knew kind of more innately like how to make the things we we wanted to make sure um and yeah i think then like another element of it is maybe that you know we worked with dave Vitrano on this we worked with some other people who added some layers to it um and i think they just sort of brought it you know it's like like evan has, had always been the person who had like engineered our stuff before and often mm-hmm. mixed it or had a hand in mixing it as he did on this one but like it was the main kind of like person who was focusing on that side of stuff and um and he's really good at it. But I think like having somebody else in just sort of like added like a layer to that. And there's also like, you know, Dave is just a crazy engineer. So it's just a bunch of not like accrued knowledge that this guy has that we didn't sure. have. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, there's like, I don't know, like there's some, there's some changes in that. And and I think it's maybe like, it feels a little bit cleaner and clearer or something sure, than, yeah, yeah. than we've done in the past. Well, and Modern Fiction was like your, your debut album. Were you guys making music a lot? a long time before that or was it kind of like this is like a new band that started recently yeah we've been we'd had like a, a while that we've been doing stuff like we've done like uh one ep that came out at like the end of 2019 okay. and then that like led to us getting signed and so that ep got like reissued uh with a few extra tracks so like that existed but then like honestly before that like we'd like made a whole other ep that we never put out because we just like weren't happy with it sure um so we've been kind of like refining the process for a long time. And I feel like that's kind of the thing. It's like, it's just like, it, it's it's generally like a broader process of refinement. Like it's yeah, like, yeah. like, I think just each time we make something, it's like a little bit more of a refined version of the thing mm-hmm. that we tried to do last time. So and that's what um, it sounds like with this new one where it's like, you know, you're, you've kind of like familiarized yourself a little bit. And now you're getting more comfortable in writing. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that that comes through. That's definitely the, uh, the hope. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, and another thing I noticed too is actually all the artwork is this, you know, very architectural photography. Did did someone you know shoot that? It's very, it's all very beautiful photos. Uh, so the first, like the EP and the first album, uh, Evan did. Uh, okay. Like Evan took the photos. Um, this one, I think, like if I remember correctly, he did try. Like he did, like he was taking photos for a while, trying to find yeah. something, and he ultimately just like wasn't happy with like. The results he was getting okay. um and so he uh he tracked down uh this photographer uh, in barcelona who uh who took this one oh, um cool. but uh yeah yeah we kind of have it like we kind of keep it um themed we like the idea yeah. that it's sort of like all of our releases sort of look of a piece to some extent. yeah it's very familial yeah mm -hmm. cool and uh, it seems like you're about you're going to go on tour soon with some dear friends of mine, Rap Boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're gonna. We, yeah, we're going out with Rap Boys. Looking forward to that. Um, awesome. Obviously, uh, uh, yeah, Julia Marcus are on the record as well. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. They are very nice people, and they're a lot of fun. So I feel like uh, that's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a nice little run to go to go out with them. Absolutely, I'm. I'm super excited. Uh, check you guys out. Um, but I, you know. You came on this podcast. You also talk a little bit of basketball, uh, and I'm I'm curious because uh, your background seems so interesting. Because I read that you were born in the UK, but you were kind of raised here, and you're also like a uh, Wizards fan, but you're kind of adopted Raptors fan. So, like, oh, what's the story uh, behind that? Yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up in the DC area, like mostly. Like we moved there when I was like pretty little. Um, sure. And so yeah, like I was a fan of all the DC sports teams, and then sort of like. After I moved to Toronto, like for college, I kind of just like, like, like it was slowly, it was like a complicated process because it's like, I felt like in some way, like I was like betraying, like, like, like that's like a bad sports fan move or something <laughs> to like move somewhere and like not be into your old teams anymore. But like, I have lived here longer than I lived in the DC area. And also, Pretty much all the DC area teams are pretty easy to give up on. Nationals won a World Series a couple of years ago. Yeah, but see, I am old enough that I like the Nationals were like I. It's like when new I to first you, came yeah. there. When I first came there, I was an Orioles fan, and then when the Nationals came in, I was like, no, fuck that, yeah. like Orioles, yeah. Orioles for life. Uh, and then I moved here, and I was like, wait a minute, they suck. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like when the Nationals won the World Series, I, I, I definitely, I, I, yeah, I've never really been a Nationals fan, so like that was yeah, that was I cool. I'm glad that happened for them, but um, yeah. So it was like, so I was kind of like, I guess actually thinking about it in the context of this podcast, that it's like basically like my like Wizards fandom like runs through like the the like the end of Gilbert Arenas. And like, <laughs> yeah. and then like around that, like, like when that all fell apart, like spectacularly as it did, right. um, like really, one of, really one of the best falling aparts that I can think of. Um, uh, it's, uh, that's like kind of when I like, like I, I made the transition to Raptors fandom. Got I like, it. I, it had been like a slow thing though, right? Cause it's like a lot of my friends were into the Raptors and like, I, I was aware of them and I was like watching games and stuff. But I, I like I didn't like formally kind of like switch my allegiance until about sure. that period of time. And, yeah. and that was in, in my defense, like fairly like it did not was not like bandwagon jumping because like they were pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> like, that was like like that was like Barniani times. So like oh, it was boy, not yeah. like not like a like a towering peak that I was. There was jumping this over was still to. like the like purple magenta uniforms. Uh, yeah. I or was so. it? Yeah, the, yeah, it it wasn't quite the We the North era. 
Yeah, it was definitely pre like pre Drake influence. <laughs> yeah, pre Drake, the pre Drake period of the Toronto Raptors. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, like I'm like it was like Bernani who like just sucked, uh, and yeah. oh, like, Amir yeah. Johnson who, who was cool. Um, but like we all liked Amir, I remember. Um, but yeah, like that was kind of what that team looked like then. And then it was like yeah, the kind of like like I think when it started to be like fun to be a fan of them was the sort of like DeRozan Lowry like yeah, like yeah. period, you know. Totally, totally. Um, but honestly, you know, I I, I get it because like Toronto sports culture is it, it you kind of want to be a part of it. Like it, it does feel like very, you know, enticing to be a part of whether it's baseball, especially the Raptors. Um, but yeah, I feel like their sports hive is like strong. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's like a fun like I feel like it's it's like it like obviously like you know the raptors delivered us from this to some extent but it is definitely like there has been a a prolonged period of like futility like kind of across yes. all of the sports and even like even the football teams that are kind of the dominant ones here like the bills and and the lions like i'm, I'm a i'm a bills fan but it's like yeah like like okay. none of them have have uh have been up to much since like 1993 yeah. um, that kind of time um so it's like um yeah, yeah. So I think it's like that's a thing that I, I like I'm naturally drawn to, I think, mm-hmm. just based on like my history of sports fandom is to like is is like like the hard luck teams and uh, and fan bases are like that's like where I feel at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like but yeah, like I think uh, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, I feel like this, this is sort of like the yeah, the, the way that the Raptors in particular are kind of like embraced by the city is, is a lot of fun to see. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you know, honestly, you know, rooting for the underdog is "quote unquote" like the indie way to approach sports. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then you were there before, you know, you were there early enough to really enjoy that championship run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, I feel like that's like they they were doing the thing that had been like like kind of the same thing the Wizards have been doing. So it kind of didn't feel like totally like like on a on a, like an emotional level like it was like that big of a switch because it was like i feel like they were both in this kind of like endless cycle of like show some promise realize that your ceiling is winning like three to six playoff games <laughs> tearing it down and starting again and they like they both teams just sort of like did that for like 25 years with some like weird off ramps like right. you know like like michael jordan and shit like happened yeah, like, yeah. like 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 that happened like obviously the Raptors won a championship that was like also different um but like it was mostly like just this sort of like like get a core together get excited about the core maybe add a couple guys doesn't totally work start again <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I'm, I'm i'm a bulls fan and so it's it's a similar thing but except they don't tear it down they just continue right. on <laughs> And just, just write like, it yeah we'll 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 be a, like a 10 seed and just we'll just keep going uh, <laughs> I, I was i was texting I, I ended up being wrong but i was texting with a uh with a friend uh who was a bulls vet at the beginning of the season and he was like you know like he's an optimistic guy and he was like excited about the bulls and i i, I responded see you in the play-in man um, yep. he did not like that at all <laughs> but you're not <laughs> wrong so, yeah <laughs> It's like I feel like that is that is maybe obviously the Raptors are now engaged in a in a in a teardown, but like prior to that, like that seemed to be about where both of these teams were were, were gonna live, like for the foreseeable. For sure. Yeah. I mean, so on the note, how are you guys feeling on on the Raptors season so far? I like ultimately 
it feels, and I think most Raptors fans feel this way, it feels better that they've chosen a lane, finally. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been a sort of, like, I don't know, like, two-year kind of, like, purgatory feel to them. Right. Where, and then I think, like, like, the front office definitely, you know, with what happened at last year's trade deadline, like, I think really tried the patience yep. of the fan base, where it's, like, like, it was just sort of, like, it was pretty clear to everyone that it was time to move on from like project six, nine and like this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it like, it, it like, it seemed like, you know, like, yeah, they had gotten as far as they were going to get. This thing wasn't working. Uh, and I think like, you know, Drew's like earned enough, uh, goodwill that people were sort of like, like when they did the, like the Prittle trade, people were kind of like, well, you know, like maybe, maybe he's right. Like <laughs> maybe it's going to work. And then, and then it obviously like, like didn't, um, and uh, and so I think it was like I think the fear that everyone had this year, at least that I had, was that like somehow he was gonna just try and hold on to like OG and Siakam again, and like and that was not gonna work, and it was gonna be real ugly. Um, and it's like I mean I don't know like Siakam is, is a little bit of a different one, also because I think when the Siakam trade happened, it was like clearly signaling like this is a full on teardown. Mm-hmm. Um, but the OG train, like, I think everyone's pretty happy with that. I think I'm I pretty think so. happy with that. Quickly's like, looking like, nice. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, he's really fun. I feel like every like Knicks fan when that trade happened was like, "You guys are gonna like this guy." And it, yeah, I do. He's awesome. He's great. He's like, I feel like he's got a weird like basketball personality where he's like mm-hmm. a happy go lucky grind set guy. Yeah, which yeah. is like a weird kind of guy. But like, he's yeah, he's great. He's like very charismatic and fun. Uh, he's a fun player. It seems like the sort of general theory that it's like you bring that guy in, you give him more minutes, and then like you, it's like this is like you know he will grow into those minutes. Yeah, like seems to be like bearing itself out sorta. And so far as the small sample size can let you know that. Right. Um. So yeah, no, I hope he resigns. I feel like people seem to think he will. Yeah. Uh, he's a fun guy to have around. I'm a, like, definitely a lot more skeptical of like the RJ Barrett experience. Yeah. But like also. Like he's like pretty good um, for the most part so far. But it's like, like, I like this is a peculiar thing that I think happens in like Canada with, with like, especially in, in basketball. Cause it's like, that's the only team up here mm-hmm. where it's like, because like, I, like, I, I don't know, like, just like, like the way that he gets treated because he is Canadian and like the <laughs> amount of like time that has to be spent on every broadcast, like discussing him is like, annoying (laughs) yeah no i can see that faintly embarrassing like like where it's like like you know like i remember like when like uh like biden got elected there was like a fucking like above the fold like newspaper story and all the national (laughs) newspapers here being like kamala harris sort of canadian and it's like she went to like (laughs) high school for a year in montreal like it's like not even like not even vaguely and it's like like it's like why do we have to do that like canada hangs on whatever they can yeah yeah we should act like a real country act like we've been here before (laughs) um but uh yeah, yeah. So that R- the RJ thing is like, I think, like, I feel like I'm projecting a lot of stuff onto him. That is sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, is it maybe fair? Like, I, I do feel like you know, there's the obviously the, the hometown preference, but I do feel like he would actually be better on a team that is worse than the Raptors. Like, he needs to be like the only guy on the team so he can really elevate himself <laughs> and explore what he can do as like, because you got Scotty, and I mean that they're gonna kind of, you know, I think not maybe not play the best together, but we'll see. 
Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, like, I, I, yeah, that carbon contract is like is an albatross. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, maybe I don't know. I like I want to believe that there's something there. Like, I feel like he hasn't been as like frustrating as yeah, I was like yeah, led yeah. to believe he was going to be. <laughs> um, like, like occasionally he like finds the outlet pass. Like, I don't know. It looks right. okay. Like, you just gotta um, let him keep playing. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what else are they going to do at this point? Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I feel like that, yeah, that part of it, it was like, that trade happened, felt like some cool, some, some like, some, some, like, movement forward, that is cool. Um, this Yakim one, I feel like, it's, I also just, like, I don't know, as, like, like, every, I, like, I was more emotionally invested in him, even though sure. I kind of, like, like, it's like, I knew he couldn't, and he wouldn't, and it didn't make sense for him to, like, resign. But I like I secretly was like, well, maybe like I wanted him to. I wanted there to be a way that they were just going to be like, yeah, we're going to we're going to try and do it, even though like he is the wrong age relative to Scotty Barnes. Right. right. Um, but uh, I'm happy for him. Feels like that's a good trade for him. And that's nice. Yeah. And, definitely. you know, the Raptors needed some more stuff and they got some stuff and like yeah, yeah. they're probably going to trade more of it away. I would assume. <laughs> like, but, yeah. All, all um, my, uh, my Raptors friends, it's like, uh, all I kept seeing was like the last piece of the championship team is gone. <laughs> it's true. Very wistful well, I, moment. <laughs> I, th- I think there's somebody like, I was, I think Boucher was also on that team though. Like I think there's, maybe. There's, yeah. There's like, there's like, uh, like, I think there's like, yeah. Who was like a funny guy. To be the last guy, but also like, <laughs> yeah. that kind of makes sense. Like, right, like right. the like thirty-one-year-old project player is like still there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, no, Bruno um, Caboclo, Caboclo, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like you know, it'd be cool if they were scrapping around the the mm-hmm. plan next year. That'd feel cool. Uh, I feel like that could happen. I like. I don't. It's a little hard to say. I feel like there's just a lot of like things that could happen yeah um a lot of potential yeah for like i don't know for this roster to just look it's, it's very i feel like like at least for me hard to predict how this roster is going to look in you know the start of next season but yeah it, i do feel like, like in general you're in a good spot to kind of kind of see how the rest of the season plays out this season and the next season it's like all right well it's are we doing another season of this or whatever because because you're gonna get a decent draft pick Likely next year, hopefully. Well, no. So that's that's. The I mean, thing. there's worse. Oh wait, did you trade away the pick? Yeah, they, they fucking traded it for Pirtle. <laughs> so, like, so that's the thing. They don't have it unless they finish bottom six. So it's like if they finish bottom six, like that's actually good. That's what you want. Like as a Raptors fan, you have to be rooting for them to uh to really bottom out. Um, I think yeah. they are like holding on to that spot. I think right so. Now, obviously, like the the lottery could could screw it up. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess they, they have, they have like somebody's pick next year, but I don't like, they got it from the Pacers, but I don't think it's the Pacers. Yeah. And then they have like the Pacers the following year as well, I think. So the lineage of of picks gets so lost at at a certain point, you know, they just get, go from one team to the next and the next and the next. It's crazy. Yeah. Which is a fun NBA thing to me. It is. It's completely unique to the NBA. 
Yeah, and like like how like silly it's allowed to get. Like absolutely. Like and like I feel like you eventually like I, I like I did read this the other day because I was like I was thinking about it and I was like this is so ridiculous and then I looked it up just to be like there is a limit right like they can't just they can't like give you a draft pick from ten years from now and they can't right. do that but it, it is like it, I think the ceiling is like four or five years or something it's still it's, it's still pretty it's silly, a long time like, yeah because yeah. I mean if you look at like the Thunder they have picks for like the next five years I think or something like that. Yeah, I think I think it's maybe five. That's the cap. There is a cap. Yeah. I found out, and like, because I was like, I yeah, I was just not sure. But. <laughs> but you never know. I feel like always pushing the limits. And you know, if I if I look at baseball this year with like how the Dodgers are doing salaries, it's like you know they're always finding new ways to do this stuff. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean. I, there was one clip I saw actually from JJ Reddick's podcast, and you know, where the Raptors are right now, that he was talking that basically the the era of of big names and free agency is kind of over. That you really have to just take the gamble on the trade, or you build your team from the ground up with to the draft. Which I feel like maybe that's where the Raptors see that they need to do, or trade for the young young people. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they uh historically you know i mean and have liked to have liked a big trade yeah, um yeah. like i feel like the yeah but it's i, I don't know i mean it's it, it's it is hard because it's like the cupboard is a little bare um right at the at present moment um yeah but i feel like they do have some pieces that like they could conceivably develop that i'm sure like i'm sure they're kind of banking on the idea that they can sure. develop um even like yeah even though like you know this the, the the promise of Grady Dick seems limited. Um, <laughs> yeah. You never know; he's looked better. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> I, the last couple of weeks. I did. We did. I did go to a a G League, uh, like a Raptors G League game, like oh, last nice. week, and I can say that, um, like, like uh, I they didn't fill me with hope for the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they, I think they lost by like forty five. It was unbelievable. Oh boy! <laughs> I don't think they ever got closer. Like I by like they they like they were playing the the main Celtics, and I think like they didn't score until Maine had already hung like eighteen on them Ooh. and never got closer than that. Like yep. it was it was it was gruesome. Do you think they could beat the Pistons? <laughs> um, I mean, you'd think, but they didn't. Right, like, they were the team that broke the historic losing streak. Um, Crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, so. You're obviously a Raptors fan now. Do you still keep up with Wizard stuff? You know, do you, is there still a soft spot in your heart, or are you just done? Not really. I mean, I find they're like I'm a big like defector reader, and there yeah. are like a couple guys there who are like DC area like Wizards fans. So you mm-hmm. get like I get like slightly more uh, Wizards content that I feel <laughs> like a neutral NBA observer would just mm-hmm. because of like that. Uh, and I do find like their disastrous and hilarious current construction like it is funny yeah um but i don't i don't really like i i haven't it was really like yeah i kind of really dropped off in the sort of like the 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 john wall iteration of the team sure it was like i was i was passingly aware of but like i wasn't really paying attention to them but i haven't i haven't sort of locked in since yeah i do feel like there is you, you said it, it, they're kind of funny in a way and i think the the downfall of jordan pool is is kind of comical <laughs> yeah i mean like i i feel like like yeah the number of like low lights and just like yeah. the amount of like like 
fallen out he tries to tries right. and fails to do is like is is real real cool like like it's sort of like like it's it, it's like nice to see a team like honoring the spirit of travail mcgee yeah um like like in that way uh i feel like yeah like like that's the kind of guy that uh yeah you want to you want to build your team in his image and then right. i'm glad that somebody's trying that <laughs> <laughs> um but aside from watching do you have you played? Have you thrown up shots? Have you, when's the last time you kind of played some basketball? Oh yeah, I, I play um like uh, in a like pickup league like once like try to play once a week. I don't always oh, make cool. it if uh, we nice. have Tuesdays. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I try. Yeah, I try and play. It's like I like I'm I'm not any good, but I yeah. I enjoy it. Um, yeah. It's a good time, and it's like this one that I play in is like yeah, very like chill, just like you know, like like. Like you know, but like no one's taking it too seriously, uh, right. which is is certainly for the best. So it's a good yeah, time. Even you're not uh, you're not getting in games with the guys who played like D two like college basketball. Like, I, I don't think that would be like fun for either of us. No, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's sometimes you get in a game where you're like, why why are you playing rec ball? Why are you here right now? This is not, not yeah. Fair. Or just <laughs> I like I feel like it's like like the the the, the hard ceiling for me is like like. If like if once you start complaining about calls, like yeah. that's the point at which a game should not be being played. Like it's like like that's like like y'all should go do that somewhere else, like with a ref. Like right. it's like we're playing a pickup a pickup game and, and like people are disputing foul calls. It's like it's being taken too seriously. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, growing up, do you you have any kind of like basketball memories? You know, going to games or anything like that? Uh yeah. I mean, I I remember like like the week. Um, like not the week, but like very early in like moving to the States, like, you know, probably been there like a couple months or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to see, uh, the, the wizards play the calves in a game that went to two overtimes. And I mm -hmm. didn't know like a lot about the sport at the time. Um, but I remember being like, thinking that was really cool. <laughs> and also like getting to stay up past my bedtime by like a lot, <laughs> which was great. Um, yeah, my, my introduction to it really like was was I I like was just just remembering this now talking about it. Was my dad used to play in like like bands like mostly like cover bands and stuff. Mm. And when we lived in um in Europe, we lived like after we left the UK, I lived in in uh Paris and Switzerland for like a little bit. And when we lived in Switzerland, my dad was in a band um with this guy from Texas, uh the drummer, his name was Alan. Uh, or maybe he's the keyboard player. Doesn't matter. This guy got <laughs> called Alan, and uh, he um, he was always like you know like way nicer than to me than like a like forty something year old man needed to be to like a right. seven year old. <laughs> um, and uh, and like but yeah, so he were, we were pals or whatever. And he uh, when he found out we were moving to the states, he was like, oh, you got to be a Rockets fan. The Rockets are the best team. Like everybody knows that. And he bought me a Rocket shirt. And like the summer we moved to the US, I was just like wearing it constantly. And I got really, really into um like Akima Lajuan. Mm -hmm. And then like like I read like like a biography of him. <laughs> and like I would always play as the Rockets on like all the NBA video games. Right. Uh and like, yeah, that was like kind of like my first in introduction to the sport was like was this guy who was just like wanted to wanted to yeah to indoctrinate me into into Rockets fandom, which I guess was like around the time. Like they had they had re fairly recently won a couple of championships. So True. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's like the end of I'm guessing that's like the end of Hakeem and like kind of the beginning, even the beginnings of, of maybe the T-Mac era kind of getting into that. I think by the time we moved there, Hakeem was gone, actually. Yeah, but it's yeah. like but I knew that he but he was like a legend, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he would have he must have been gone by then. 
Or maybe what I guess he did kind of hang around, but I don't know. He um, didn't. He yeah, didn't he play for the Raptors. He, he did, yeah. He but he wasn't a star anymore for sure. Yeah. By the time I was like aware of it, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah T Mac, and then like uh, I remember like I was still playing as as uh, as Houston on the video games when Steve Francis was. Uh, oh yes, yeah. It's a, it's a good era. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I, there was like a one of those you know basketball Instagram accounts that that posts like. The 2004 lineup versus the 2024 All Star lineup. Who would win? And I saw some of the comments be like, "Who is Steve Francis?" I'm like, "What?" Oh man, Come I guess on. it was like a brief because it was kind of like a, a tragically brief peak for yeah, him, right? Because he true. had like some personal issues and stuff. Like, yeah, like, he, like he, I, I don't, I don't actually, I would like was too young to like fully clock anything. But he, like, he did play for like, he, like he was, he was only good for like three or four years, right? Yeah, he was like I'd say he was like like the height of it, you know, for like I'd say even kind of like Penny Hardaway, where that's obviously because of injury, but um, you know they were at the height for like maybe like four years, but they they still tried to tried to maintain. Yeah, um, yeah. poor Steve Francis. He, he had a he had a, a pretty good article in the uh, like Players Tribune, I think. Like oh, cool. Year, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. The one thing I really like to do is play a little game of called musician matchups that I've messaged you about before this. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to do a little pairing of basketball players and bands based on whatever ridiculous kind of reasoning that you want to come up with. Uh, so it's always fun to compare our answers and see what kind of silly comps we make. Uh, nice. But I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited you, about this. I had fun thinking about it today. Definitely. Yeah. And since you... You kind of come from Wizards and moved on to Toronto. I did a little bit of both. Uh, so we will start, you know, we'll go chronologically with your fandom and we'll start with Wizards. But someone we mentioned a little earlier, let's talk about Gilbert Arenas. Yes, Agent Zero, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was I was excited to see that name on the list. Um, so, yeah, so I thought about this a little bit and I, I was I like, obviously, like the first thing that came to mind was uh, was Phil Spector. Uh, because of their uh, similar attitudes towards firearms in the workplace. Okay. Um, but I decided that ultimately that was like a little unkind uh, to Gibby. Uh, and so I, so I was thinking, um, I was thinking uh, uh, like Warren Zevon would maybe be a good comp <laughs> in that like, like sort of, you know, like, like he's like, like, at his best capable of being like absolutely transcendent mm. like a real like kind of home run hitter too like like you know just like 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 taking really big swings but like connecting with them in ways that are very very exciting um but then like ultimately like kind of amounting to less than he should have maybe largely as the result of like what could be loosely termed character issues sure um, like like That's i feel fair. like that was that that was that was like the line I was on with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was so talented. Like, just he's like the like he passes the eye test. Just watching him play, you, you can see how good he is. Um, yeah, and, and just like a cool, a cool, fun, weird guy. Like, yeah. like, definitely like like I was I was actually reading when we were when I knew we were going to talk about this. I was like reading his Wikipedia page. I <laughs> and like there's like some like late career thing where he just like started a community theater production of Our Town. <laughs> But it's like that's that's awesome. Like what a what, what, a, what a weird guy. Yeah. yeah. Like like that he apparently um he chose the wizards. This one is actually I I did know this already. But like that he chose the wizards like at the end of his like warriors uh, contract by uh, flipping a coin. 
Like that was that was like how he how he made his free agency decision. That's like some um, absurd like sitcom level stuff, you know? Yeah, no, it's great. I, I like, but no, I honestly had so much fun like reading about him today. There's also like stuff that's come out since like the you know like like obviously like the thing that we are not, we have not directly discussed, but like the like the 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 collapse of that iteration of the Wizards being because he brought four guns to the locker room uh, as part of a gambling dispute. But yeah. like really amazing stuff um but like that like i guess like karen butler wrote a memoir recently and like (laughs) like and and there's like new details of like how that went down in like karen butler's memoir and it's like it's like more insane than i thought it was Wow! (laughs) like it's like like the story as it was reported like is a lot less like like you both like I feel like you both I both I gleaned from it initially reading about it and like my understanding of it before reading this Karen Butler thing but like you know it was like the like the cause for the firearms brandishing was more severe and that the actual brandishing was like far subtler than it in fact was like 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 literally like like uh like like gun like loaded guns were pointed at people in a locker right, room, right, in an right. NBA locker room which is like is insane <laughs> just crazy stuff. there yeah. needs I don't know if there is one I, I, there needs to be a thirty for thirty about that whole thing there must be it's somebody must such have a, done it such a crazy crazy circumstance and like because they were such a they were kind of a hot team at the time yeah yeah like no no that's like that that kind of like cycle that i was talking about before like they'd like they'd won a playoff series and yeah. like they looked like they were like maybe putting it together i think like even maybe if i'm remembering correctly it's like at the time it happened they were like they were he was having like a historic season like start to the year like they looked like yeah they they had a they maybe weren't like contender contenders but they were like sure. fringe contenders yeah, yeah um and uh yeah yeah and then then that happened and that was kind of it <laughs> Warren Zevon. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, got got off track there, but the, I feel like the Zevon comp, like, there's some some similarities. Sure, for sure. Okay, um, I think my pick. So I went, you know, kind of a similar approach um, in that he is controversial, um, but very talented. I don't want to. I want to underscore that. So talented, but I, you know, he's he is controversial. And often, sometimes, even a little irritating. <laughs> um, and I went with Death Grips. Oh, okay. Because like they're good, but that. it's like, man, sometimes you're just like, they're very, you know, they don't they don't show up to concerts or like they do shit like honestly just to piss people off sometimes. And it's like, but you're, you're good. Like Zach Hill as a drummer is like insane, you know. So it's like, I I get it, but like. If you just like brought it all together, it's like we could be doing great things. Oh yeah, no, okay, I like that. I like that. I like. I appreciate. Yeah, the like. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a good assessment of like of of kind of the way that Arena's potential was maybe squandered. But it's just like squandered. Like he was he was good. He was really for sure really good. Like like it's not. I don't want to like. Yeah, like I feel like he did have a pretty good career overall. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I guess so. So death groups. Right. 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 <laughs> Uh, so our second person, I know you mentioned you had a little bit of trouble coming up with this one, but we're talking John Wall. Yeah, no, I had a hard time with this because I feel like he's like tragic in a way that's like hard to replicate in a musician arc. Yeah, yeah. like you know, like it's like kind of like 
like there are obviously like people who die young, but like that's not quite what happened to Joel. Right. <laughs> like, um, but and it's like like you know, and, and at the same time, it's like a sort of like a, a quick peek and a long fade. It's also not that unusual, and and in many ways, like sure. not necessarily in in band context, like not necessarily that tragic of an outcome either. Like you know, it's like a thing where yeah. it's like that's kind of accepted as a way that it works sometimes, and it's like that the the peak has this sort of like like the peak can still have that have value and still be this sort of like uh, really important sort of indelible mark that sure made. and um, and injuries aside you know he when he plays he still plays like pretty good yeah no totally it's it's just it's just been this sort of like yeah that, that just like being able to see his light shine has not been a thing mm-hmm. that has been very possible over the last like several years yeah so yeah like i, I didn't I, I didn't have like a, a thing that i thought um totally made sense here um but uh i'd be curious to know what you've got yeah uh so i you know it is kind of that 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 fade you were talking a little bit a little bit about but i went with a band you know that wrote it's like this is focused on like the era of his career really they rose in 20 early 2010s you know that's when he kind of came came to rise Mm -hmm. popularity was really good say his peak era was maybe like 2014 ish 2015 um and then since then you know it is kind of a fade off so i went with dirty projectors who you know they were pretty they were pretty huge but like ever since uh was swing low magellan i feel like it's been like just b-sides and remixes and re-releases and things like that it's like i haven't really seen yeah. much they had one album in between but you know that's kind of john wall it's like he's still around but like is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I like that. I feel like that's like, yeah, the, the similar sort of like, yeah, like confusing middle ground between existing right. and not existing as a thing is like, is there. And yeah. I, I loved Sturdy Projectors back in the day, man. They were, those those albums were so great. And so like, yeah. if I look to his play style too, like so like unique, I feel like that's, you know, if I look at the music as well of Dirty Projectors, like it's a very unique style and like he had a very kind of uh unique swagger to his play style so i feel like kind of compare it that way too no that's fair I, and another thing they have in common actually i think is that like like dirty projectors and john wall are both things that i will acknowledge as being quite good and cool but also yeah. are things that i never really got that into personally yeah. um, like, so that's Absolutely. like that lines up again right totally <laughs> um cool so we're moving to the raptors now um and we talked about him a little bit kyle lowry okay all right so i I liked i liked this one um it it, like it was i I like to think about because it was like yeah i struggled a little bit but the one that i landed on with for it was uh was nick lowe Mm. um because i feel like nick lowe is a cool fit especially in like the arc of career as well because it's like like when like nick lowe kind of like first rose rose to prominence he was briefly kind of like on about the same level as like elvis costello but then mm-hmm. after that, like shortly into it, he was like never the best player on his own team, but still like a really important one. You know, like it's like you needed him. He was doing like like the the kind of the hard work that needed to happen. Right, right. He was still like really good. He still had hits. 
but he was like, you know, he was producing stuff. He was running the record label. He was writing songs for people. Like he was like, he was doing like, like the unglamorous work um, <laughs> that like, that allows like the stars to thrive um, while still being like a, a star in his own right. And so I thought like that was, that was a pretty good fit for the sort of the overall Kyle experience. That's, um, and you that's could good. Even, you could even kind of do it with like, like if you wanted to, you could uh, like kind of run it back, like kind of through his career. And it's like, like when he goes, like when like Kyle goes and he's like playing with Jimmy Butler, like that's actually like the the stiff records period. And like the <laughs> earlier part is, uh, yeah, like, like, like I feel like there's like a lot, like when he's in like rock pile and stuff, like, like it okay. kind of works. Yeah. Um, like, um, but uh, yeah, I, I was like, pretty happy with that. I was like, I, I was like, I wasn't sure because I was like, Ultimately, like, I don't know if there's anything that Nick Lowe has done in his musical career that's, like, the same as taking a charge. Uh, <laughs> but, like, like, otherwise, I was like, I think it kind of fits. Yeah. No, I, I feel like I love I love Nick Lowe. And I, I feel like uh, he's definitely had various, like, lives in his music career, you know? Like, I feel like yeah. the, the, the later version of his music is this very, like, subtle, cool guy sort of thing. Like, like older cool guy. Uh, and I feel like yeah. Kyle Lowry has this kind of like vet thing going right now too. No, absolutely. That's actually, that's a good one too. I didn't think about that. And then another, actually another thing that I was thinking about earlier as, as a part of it with the Nick Lowe thing too, is that like Nick Lowe kind of like he, he got like, he, he kind of like broke pretty late, like mm -hmm. relatively yeah, late. Yeah, like absolutely. he was like in his thirties when he like kind of got, uh, like got famous and stuff. So I feel like that has like a similarity to Kyle too. He's a little bit of a late totally. yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's a very good one. Um, okay. For Kyle R for me, my first thought was <laughs> what musician has a big ass, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't go with that. Um, I went with a band that, um, uh, so they're not, you know, Kyle's not, he's not overly technical. Um, he's not complicated, but he, he works. It's, it's, he's got like a simple game, pleasantly simple and efficient. Um, and that for some reason you can't really explain why you love it. Um, <laughs> And it's the band always who's like, they're not like overly technical musicians, you know, when I hear the music, but it's like, it's so pleasant to hear. And I like, it's so smooth and, you know, like dreamy. Oh, I like that. Also Toronto. So that's like yeah. that connection. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big always fan. Um, Love always. But, uh, I like that. Uh, yeah. I like that connection. And that works. For sure. You know, it's not, not like the guitar parts are ever like overly noodly or anything like that, but it's just like, it's just solid. I, I, yeah, I feel like, like, I feel like I would maybe be like more on side with the comp until the most recent Always album. And like, it, like I feel like, like the most recent Always album, it's like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure like Kyle has ever like, well, because I guess maybe like that, like can be like, like them winning the championship. I, but I feel like it's like, like, the, like there's like, there's an ambition in the new, in the new always. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, it's like, like, you know, it would, it would be like, if like, like. If Kyle made an all-star team. Well, I mean, he did, didn't he? Did he? He must have made an all-star team in there. I don't know. Surely. Really? I don't know. Huh, we maybe we, we got to fact check this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he did. Out. If he didn't, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Oh wow, I am completely wrong. Several All Star appearances. Yeah, I thought he did. He he was he was pretty like I feel like the his like like semi retirement period of just being helpful has like yeah. has has glossed over how good he in fact was for that's, a while. He was that's, yeah, that's true. He's actually, he was a five time All Star, six time All Star. Jeez. Yeah, 
Wow, okay. He's good. I'm wrong. You love Kyle. <laughs> yeah. You love Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So let's move on to the final player then. And that's, uh, you know, making your connection to your early, your Houston Rockets fandom. We got Fred Van Vliet who went from Toronto to Houston. Yeah. Um, I, this actually doesn't relate to my answer to this one, but I do have to admit, I was like kind of never a Fred guy. I, like, yeah. we're just like not, I, like, I, like, I just like, like, I just feel like every time I watched him play, it was like the game when he shoots one, like one of 12 from yeah. deep. And you're just like, what the, stop, stop doing right. that. Um, like, that's not actually true. Like, I obviously like watched the, he, I watched him play very well a number of times, but I feel like the last couple of years, like, uh, there was just a lot of that and I was getting annoyed with them. But um, anyway, so on this one, I, I kind of like, I don't know if this is cheating, but I, I did kind of like phone a friend. I like, I was talking to my, my friend about it. Cause I wasn't, uh, I was like, like, just like, like we were like bouncing some ideas back and forth. And this is, this is, this is like his idea, but I really liked it. So, so this is my friend, Paul Ehrlichman. Uh, he plays in a band called Elrickman. He also like arranges the, a lot of the strings and stuff on Ducks record. So cool. it's like, it's Ducks adjacent. Yeah. Um, but, uh, his idea for Fred was that, uh, like that Fred, uh, is a good fit with the hives. Um, Ooh. like, like like not taken terribly seriously like slightly regarded initially from unconventional homes wichita and sweden for the kind of thing that they do um <laughs> but uh took advantage of their moment to explode to notoriety uh, and have parlayed that into a pretty consistent career from there <laughs> absolutely i can't i can't argue with that <laughs> yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty solid so thank you paul for that one yeah um that's but, good. Uh, yeah i thought it was a pretty pretty good comp for sure. Yeah, that's very good. Um, so for mine, I went with, uh, I just focused on the fact that Fred was undrafted. Um, so he was, he was overlooked for a long time. And I went with, I went to the, so far as the detail of, he was undrafted in 2016, which is the same year an album came out by a band called Mother Evergreen, who's a good friend of mine. Um, and it's, it's an overlooked album and it's an overlooked band and I, I love it so much. So that's, this is my my platform to give a recommendation to anyone of Mother Evergreen. Uh, yeah. Overlooked great that. talent. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, like uh, they can also bet on themselves. Absolutely. And have a, uh, a get paid. <laughs> yes. Go to Houston and get paid. Yeah, exactly. He, which that's, he that's, has actually been playing great. He's been playing great in Houston. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like. I feel like there was some like uh, surprise here that that happened. Yeah. Like, like the people were sort of like, maybe he's washed, but he's not washed. No, uh, he's it like, wasn't a fluke. The exact, yeah, the exact kind of veteran presence you needed, as it turns out. And like, they're they're hanging in there. They were like <laughs> a bad team, but they're like they're hanging around five hundred, which is I never thought they would be there right now. Yeah, they beat the Raptors pretty convincingly yeah. uh, on Friday. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but that's okay. That's it for musician mashup. And honestly, that's that's all I have for for this episode. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on, dude. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much. I, I had a really good time doing it. I'm uh, yeah. It's like to it's like to to talk some ball for sure. And you can check out the new. What's the name of the new album again? It's called Harmsway. Um, it's gonna be out on on the ninth on Friday on uh, Car Park and Royal Mountain Records. Oh yeah. yeah. Awesome. We'll make sure to uh, go check out Ducks on tour. And uh, dude, thank you again for joining. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, man. All right, so that's it for another episode 
thanks again to Tom of Ducks Limited for joining. Make sure you check out their new album and check them out on tour with Rat Boys this spring. I want to take the time to thank our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. If you want to support us, we're at patreon.com slash indie basketball. Help us make some more half court sessions this summer. We're going to do a lot of good ones. Uh, we also still have lots of merch in the, in the store. We have some Von Iverson hats and we have the Godspeed you Black Emperor Lift Your Skinny Fist t-shirts. A couple of those left. So check it out at IndieBasketball.com. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>